Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. Hello and welcome to Springboard, your virtual university. My name is Albert Okran, welcoming you on behalf of the Virtual Academic Board chaired by Comfort with the support of the entire crew. Springboard is your most inspirational show and the point of convergence for the greatest minds. Springboard is brought to you by the Springboard Ratio Foundation in partnership with the Multimedia Group and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse, UMB Bank, the Enterprise Group, with support from the Graphic Communications Group. We've been traveling this beautiful journey discussing my top 10, and it's no wonder that it's become a big conversation on social media. What is my top 10? We are extracting, let me use that word because I'm about to enter the mining industry. We are extracting the, the top 10 principles that undergird the lives of mentors from various fields. We've had wonderful conversations along this journey with Moses K. Baden, Audrey Gajepo, Daniel Obamitete, Dr. Pokugariam Puma, Abel White, and then Patricia Sapo and Prof. Dolphine along the line. Today, I go all the way to Takradi several years ago, several decades ago, if I may say so, to somebody I've known for several years and who I really, truly appreciate and respect. Adiki Ofebia Aitevi. She is the Vice President of Sustainability and External Relations at Newmont Corporation. Adiki, good to see you. Thank you. And nice seeing you after all the COVID hideouts. I, I know, I know. <laughs> if you haven't seen somebody in the past year, it's not because you've forgotten the person. It's because it's, it's been a different kind of, Very different. COVID, of year. And I, I look back at stuff we've done together. You've been here on the Virtual University. This is your fourth time, and I'm just checking and realizing that it's almost like a, a cycle of coming here once every three years. So I see 2012, 2015, 2018, and 2021 is a matter of course. So you're doing wow. your, your three-year cycle. I can see it. <laughs> but sitting here, the mm-hmm. thing that strikes me the most as we prepare for our road show, talking about covid the, the road show that we've, we've done for the past 15 years or so, you've been with us on the, sh- on the road show before, traveling to New Ebrim, where we had some wonderful experiences. You created community engagement sessions and so on. This year, the road show is totally virtual and is just a, an eye-opener. The level of engagement that we have created with a virtual event on the road show. Interesting. Yes, interesting. And, and, and so just that experience of being 
in a venue with no participants and yet getting people joining online, asking questions and participating is very fulfilling for us. And for all of you out there, the 10th of June is the date for the roadshow. So lock it down. Plan to be there Thursday. Let's converge at 10 a.m. And let's just explore repositioning as a subject. Our guests for this year, as we have advertised for the past couple of weeks, our special guest of honor is the finance minister, Ken Ofriata. He'll be sharing opportunities that will be available to young people as they navigate their way beyond COVID-19. And of course, our keynote speaker, Salom Adadi, was CEO of MTN. He also will be sharing Salam is always just a joy to listen to. He'll be sharing some amazing thoughts with you about how you can pick yourself up and do amazing stuff in this year that many call the most difficulty of their lives. So plan to be with us on Thursday at 10 a.m. Adiki, this year we're looking at repositioning. It's been a very interesting past 12, 15 months for people. And so before we settle down to your, your top 10, you're looking at repositioning. Why, in your opinion, would such a discussion be important? I mean, it's important because, um, you know, we live in a world where change is the constant. So things always change. Situations that you didn't think about, you didn't plan for, come up. But does that mean that I mean, all is gone, all is lost? No. It's almost understanding that if change is a constant, then you always have to figure out how to reposition yourself to be able to take advantage of that change and still meet your, your goals and still be able to succeed. I'm looking at your CV and looking at the different career experiences that you've had. Tell me a personal experience where you had to absolutely reposition yourself completely. One um, will be when I, I went into mining. And uh, mining because I started off my career as a journalist with public agenda. So we started public agenda. And public agenda is an activist-driven newspaper. And we did a lot of stories around mining. So um, it was, I mean, the paper was looking at defending the rights of the underserved, the underprivileged. And we, we did a, a number of stories about mining that wasn't too positive. So then come um, how many years down the line I apply probably 12 years or maybe 12 years probably 12 years down the line apply for a job with a mining company wow. so having been at the at one side as the activists publishing stories about mining companies and their presupposed or perceived negative impact on community and now all of a sudden coming into mining and being I mean having to adjust my thinking of what I thought was to know that this it wasn't actually the situation. So, and I remember meeting um, a quite well-known person, and the person said, "Oh, you betrayed us. You you moved to the other side." And I said, "Well, it's about sometimes it's about being able to confront what you you thought were were your I mean your perceptions, only to realize that they probably were wrong, and be able to say that what I thought was wrong. And how do I let others know that what we have been thinking is wrong?" But there is yes opportunity for improvement. So that's I mean for me it was the move from journalism to mining was a shift. And by a twist of fate, you actually also are responsible for playing, for lack of a better word, a crusading role on what they call the other side. So you are responsible for sustainability and external relations. Yes. That means you really and before that in communications, mm -hmm. that means you really have to deal with the stakeholders and this time tell the story from the, the other, other perspective. Yeah. Right. In the course of one's career, would you say that almost everybody would come to that point where the assumptions based on which you've prosecuted a career totally change and you have to make a big move? I think I'm the living example. So you probably are looking at that and asking. So I, I, I started at my school and I've done, I think this is my second because I started my school. I mean, you know, I, you probably know I went to West Eagles, which you know already. So my goal after Westy Girls was to be the headmistress of Westy Girls High School. Why? I, just, I felt that this was a school that had made an impact on me. And I, I knew that there were lots of, I mean, I came from a family. My father comes from, you know, from Adam. My mother is from Shama. And Adam, the focus was not on girls going to school. 
So I mean, I remember going several times to visit my relatives in the village, and the question was always around, oh, why haven't you given birth? And this was when I was 15 years. Why haven't you given birth? Why are you still in school? What is it about school? So when I went to girls, I realized that there's, a, I mean, you have to crusade to be able to get more girls to go to school and families to move away from that perception that, or I mean, cultures that a girl is fit only for marriage and not education. So I went to, so I, I went, I went to UCC, which also was another, I mean, change because my father was like, you have to go to Legon, go and read law. And I said, I want to go to UCC, I want to teach. But so I, I did that. Then, I mean, that for me was one, one, I mean, one shift. But I did then realize that I didn't want to do that anymore. Why? I, I wasn't because I taught, I love teaching, but not teaching in the academic field. My teaching was teaching and impacting people. I mean, you could impact people. You don't have to be in the classroom. You could impact people at work, at church, wherever you met. So for me, that was one shift, moving from what I thought was going to be teaching to journalism and communications. Then the next shift was now, was in my communications career, I thought that this was where I had to be. Then one day, I mean, I, I have a call, I mean, a meeting with my boss, and my boss says, so I want to, you know, promote you to this role. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 not this role. Why? Because I said, I'm not sustainability, I'm not, yes, I do communications, I support communicating sustainability, but I'm not an environmental person, because one of the core of sustainability is environmental management. So now I had to reposition myself and think through and say that, is there anything that I can do differently? And I think when we come to, I mean, myself, my principles in life will tell you that things will always change and you would move into new roles, new position. You have to reposition yourself, but there are certain principles that you need to follow to be able to do that. In my, in my 2019 springboard message in Kumasi that I called, my prophetic message. Mm -hmm. I, I, I analyzed jobs that did not exist 10 years ago that were frontline jobs now. And one of them was sustainability. The sustainability guru or director, or it was a role that was not prominent a decade ago. So don't be surprised if somebody doesn't even know what sustainability is about. So let me give you a minute to give us an idea. <laughs> Why is, it, why is it such a big thing now, sustainability? I mean, sustainability is a big thing because um, we've come to realize that we, we don't exist on this planet alone and that we will come and go. There will be generations that will come after us. What are we leaving behind for that generation that's going to come after us? What are we living or what fundamentals or basis platform are we setting for the younger ones who you call your Gen X, your millennial? What are we, your Gen Z? What are you um, setting up for them? So sustainability looks at how you do things today so that you do not destroy the future for the generations to come. So it, it, it hinges on three pillars. So your people, the planets, and profits. Mm. So people being, you're going to deal with people, how are you protecting them? and making sure that you're helping them to exist within the, the ecosystem that they are in. Then your planet is that there's the Earth, and we're traveling. I mean, COVID, I presume, has helped us reduce our, our I mean, CAG impact on the atmosphere. But you're dealing with the planet. You need to keep the planet so that we don't destroy the planet. We keep hearing about global warming, climate change, that if we don't, money, all the ice is going to melt, all the, all the stories that we're hearing about climate change. So you need to protect the environment. So the illegal mining, the galamse we are seeing now, what is it going to leave for us 50 years down the line for the next generation? And the profit is, you're working to make profit, but profit is not only about profit, to make returns to your shareholder, but profits that you can use to bring good to the broader society. So those are the three pillars that sustainability is built on. You're talking like an ambassador for sustainability. <laughs> I have to be. That's my work. <laughs> would you would you say that would you say that every church, government, bank, every firm, every organization must have sustainability embedded in its philosophy or work? I would say yes. Everybody. And I mean, I, I spoke about this recently that even the one-man business, the two-man business, everybody has a role to play. One, I mean, whether you're, I mean, for churches, we have large congregations. We have people who come to us. These are people, some are doing well. People, so there are others who don't know what to do with their lives. There are others who are struggling to be able to make a living. As a church, we, I mean, we have a role. 
to ensure that those members within the church, we are supporting them to be able to achieve their God-given purpose. But also as a church, I mean, the Bible talks about going out there evangelizing. The Bible talks about loving yourself as your neighbor. So we are a church, but we also have to think about the communities that we operate in and what impact are we making, what support are we doing to help people be able to live a better life. Then as a church, you also have to think about your environment. So you stay in a community, you are set up in a community. The community has an environment that probably is not good. What are you doing as a church to support them? Then there's the profit piece. We make a new, and people give. I mean, give, bring that tie to make. We they bring money into the house of God. So when we get that money that has been put into God's storehouse, how are we using that to support others within the church and outside it to help the society? So you're you're saying that the conversation in every space must focus on three things: people, planet, and profit. And profit. If you just joined us, this is Adiki Aite. We're taking her ten on my top 10. She is the Vice President for Sustainability and External Relations at Newmont Corporation. And today we are trying to just get a bit of a foundation about what she does, as well as also her thoughts on that subject of sustainability. Talking about sustainability, let's sustain our conversation (laughs) on the top 10 by narrowing in on what would be your first five if we asked you, if a young person, you talked about teaching, and by the way, on behalf of all the teachers, you also betrayed us. <laughs> oh, I'm still teaching. I'm here. Okay, I'm teaching. Okay. In that <laughs> so regard, you are a lecturer. To be in the classroom. A lecturer in the virtual university. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, right. So, what if, if if a young person walked up to you and wanted to find out from you what has held that precocious young girl from Wesley girls who will go to Adana and to Estonia to rise up to and become. Go to <laughs> to rise up to become vice president mm-hmm. in a multinational firm, what would be the five, first five principles that you would share? Okay. So the first one will be what is your vision, your purpose, or your goal in life? So, I mean, everybody has to have a vision, a goal. I mean, God has put you on earth for a reason. You also have um, dreams. You want, you want something. You want to be something in the future. So, you have to know what that is. You didn't come on earth to you know, walk around and I mean, every way and be swayed back and forth. Have focus. So have a vision, and that vision should come with a plan. And have that plan, and then take specific actions to make sure that you're able to realize those goals or visions that you have. And your vision then helps influence all that you do. And it helps to keep you focused. Because if you have a vision, you know where you're going. So you don't allow things um, to sway. Even if to your point, you spoke about repositioning. If you go through challenges, you reposition yourself, and then you still to try to go for, the, for your, your vision. So I think that's key. And in having your vision, as you spoke about repositioning, things may not always work out. So always have a, a fallback plan. And then have I, I say I tell my team, I tell people to say have a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C, which can all help you get to where you want to go. So that if things don't work out, you don't get uh, you know disappointed and then just give up. So that would be the first one. I think the part about having a fallback plan helps because when you, when we talk about these principles on on TV, mm-hmm. radio, and so on. Sometimes you hear people say, listen, as a mission, I had it to, it didn't turn out the way I was anticipating. And so the fact that you're saying, even if things, there are variances, things don't happen the way you want, have a plan to get things back on track. Okay. Number two. Yeah, the second one I'll talk about is values. I mean, your values will guide the decisions and actions that you take. So your values basically is what is important to you what are the guidelines that you use in living your life and I mean, taking the decisions that you take? And I have three values that I focus on. One is integrity. And for me, integrity is core to me. It's you know, respect, honesty, and trust. Respect people. And it's funny, as I, I listen to the people who have been here, a lo- everyone has spoken about respect and respect is critical because if you, you, you want respect as individuals we all want respect but others also demand respect from us so when you respect others then you're able to get them to support you and work with you where you want to go and then honesty you have to learn to be honest if you're honest then you want to do things the right way you're not thinking about cheating people 
And as I talk about sustainability, you make profit. You want to make sure that your your workforce are getting what they, what they need to rightfully paid. You are giving um, to your community. You are paying the right tax so the government will be able to do what they need to do. Then we talk about trust. If you are respectful, you are honest, a person of integrity. You gain trust, so people know your word is your word, and they are willing to support. Then there's humility, and I think I also hear people talk a lot about humility. Humility is important. You don't know it all. Nobody knows it all. So listen. Just so I don't lose out on, yeah. on, on I like to number them. So your, the first one is clearly vision. Yeah. The second vision. one is a set of values, values that govern your life. Yeah, guide you. And you're talking about that. You said your three values are number one, integrity. Integrity, humility, and innovation. Okay. Humility, I said, was being able to listen and take constructive feedback. You don't know everything. So if you think you know, then you know sometimes in Ghana, I tell people that Ghanaians can see you going to hit the wall. Because you think you know, they'll watch you go hit the wall. They say, man, can't shower. Didn't I tell them you go hit the wall? I think one that was worse. This was a person directing traffic. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mention the institution. It's a tertiary institution. Mm-hmm. And come for the driver, the person said, come, come, come. And then when she hit it, the person said, go for it a little. <laughs> so... So listen and take feedback so you can be a better person. Then the last is innovation. You always have passion. I mean, be passionate about what you're doing. Because if you don't have passion, you're not passionate and you go and meet the problem, that's when you give up. But if you're passionate and enthusiastic, you take people along with you. And we'll get to that point about leadership and why passion is important. And then creativity, being able to create. And for me, I'd also say out-of-the-box thinking because the innovators are the ones who are able to stand the t- test of time, and no matter what issues come their way, they're able to reposition themselves and, and, and kind of progress. And listening to Moses Baden, I mean, he was an epitome of innovation. Right. He's been innovating. So those are three key things I'll talk about. But then the next thing is resilience. It's a big Third, word. It's resilience. a big word at a time like this. And I'm not surprised that it comes up in your top 10. Why resilience? Nobody has led life that has been an easy life. So when the life's, you know, the life is knocking you and I mean shaking your faith and moving you left and right, things are changing. It's your resilience, the ability to stand the pressure, the, the twists and turns that you face in your life, the failures that sometimes we go through and be able to bounce back. So we are resilient, you go through the issues, you take you take control of them, you bounce back, and then you're able to learn from your challenges and become a better person. So resilience is the third one I'll say is important. Wow. Then the fourth I'll talk about is embrace change. You know, I spoke about the, an environment that is dynamic and constantly changing. Think about COVID. Who thought in the modern world would have COVID? And see, I'm actually going to lockdown and see, I'm not today sitting here wearing masks. I mean, I used to travel to the U.S. out internationally. You see Chinese you know, wearing masks and every time, why are these guys, who, who wears masks? You know, culture, Mas- culturally, it used to be very offensive to see them wearing masks. I know. It's, I it's, mean, it's I now never... such so normal that when you see somebody not wearing it, you're wondering why they're not wearing it. I know. So, I mean, and change will always come. And you should be ready. So, corporations that took advantage, I mean, when COVID came, evolved, embraced it, evolved themselves, have survived. Those that didn't embrace it falling along. The same way, if you look at technology has happened, those who embrace technology are able to get their companies going. Those who didn't embrace technology fell apart. And you can look at the phones and talk about Nokia and how Nokia lost out to Apple. I mean, because the and world was changing, generation have changed, people have changed, and we're still looking using the same, the same thing. So change is hard. I know it's hard, but you, it's unavoidable. So it's the only constant in life. There's always going to be change. To change, embrace it, help you be successful. So that's the fourth one. And the fifth one I wanted to talk about was lifelong learning. Learn, learn, learn. Things are changing. I wanted to quote Peter Medraka. Peter Medraka is a a famous management guru. And he talks about that. We now accept that learning is a lifelong process of keeping abreast of change. Learning is a lifelong process of keeping abreast of change. So I spoke about embrace change, resilience. So change will come. You will go through the, those issues that change come with. But what are you doing? What are you doing yourself so that you evolve yourself with the times? 
So fresh knowledge, fresh skills. Social media has come. You don't learn social media. How are you going to sell your product? Well, most of the young people these days are online. They, they, don't, they don't watch TV anymore. <laughs> they're on Facebook, they're on Instagram, they're on TikTok. I'm trying to learn TikTok. It's a bit difficult. <laughs> right? So you have to learn so that you're able to reach your audience and your stakeholders and your customers. So, that's in, I mean, so if you do lifelong learning, then you're able to challenge yourself to be a better person all the time. So you're always upping your game. So no matter, I mean, so I told you about, I mean, my roles. I moved from communications to sustainability and external relations. And I remember having, so my, my manager at that time, who no more is my manager, but it's still like a mentor. I asked, why, why me? Because I don't have that kind of background. And he said, the important thing is that you're somebody who's always learning. And you're somebody who embraces change. So I knew that if I put you there, you'd be able to do it. Let me stay with this point, this last point you made, because it's, it's one of the things that we've been exploring as we've studied various reports about the future of work. Mm-hmm. And it, it's exciting at one point, it's scary at another point, because Very. there are all the reports by the various authorities who've written extensively on this subject, some of who do research every year and publish, suggest that increasingly people are being shifted to places that they didn't originally train for. And the requirements for placing people in these positions is not principally their first line of study or education, but that curious, curious flexible, mm-hmm. adaptive nature that makes people able to quickly adapt themselves to new learnings and new positions. Comment on that for the benefit of those starting out in their careers. I mean, you, to your point, when you start your career, I mean, technology is moving fast. People's, I mean, approach to things is changing. Businesses need to evolve to adapt to the markets and to adapt to what their customers are looking for. And people are thinking out of the box and coming with new things. So you always have to stay on top of your game. So if you don't, you are not curious to know what's going on in the world and know that, oh, I'm, I'm trained as a communications person. I trained as a communications specialist and know that the world is changing. and don't understand what's going on around me. I'll become a dinosaur because I think that old printing is the same old printing. And then know that, no, now we're talking about, I mean, 3D printing, we've moved on. So that, I mean, curious, knowing what is going on. And you can only do that if you're always learning and being able to adapt, to adapt to what's happening and then evolving yourself to change. So that, for me, is important. So if you don't under, keep track of what is happening and make sure that you're always learning new things, new skills and seeing where they are projecting things to be so you get yourself ready. You're not going to be able to make it. This is Springboard, your virtual university. Discussing today my top 10 with Adiki Aitevi of Newmont Corporation. She's the vice president in charge of external relations and sustainability. Normally, the sustainability comes first, but I'm sure it's, it's commutative. <laughs> Mathematical yeah. principle of commutation, if it's correct. So, um, Adiki, you've been sharing with us five things. You talked about have a vision, purpose, or goal for your life as number one. Have a set of values that govern your life as number yeah. two. Third one is resilience. Fourth is embrace change. And the fifth one is lifelong learning. I, I have very interesting perspectives on, on, on a couple of them, and I'm trying to figure out in my mind which one would be my number one so far. But I've learned that when you quickly say which one is your number one, the next batch would, would come out and you'll find that you, you like one in that one more. But there's a common thread that seems to be running through many of the individuals we've hosted on the show. I don't want yeah. to reveal it too early because it may put pressure on those who will come later, but it's almost <laughs> like it's standard. And a lot of research that we've done mm-hmm. still supports that point. Let's go over to the data is king segment. And I'm sure as Nicole presents, you will get an idea about which is this value that seems to be the centerpiece of all our conversations. Nicole, over to you. Integrity. A Harvard business report shows that 67% of global leaders rated strong ethics as the number one leadership competency. Studies also show that more than 50% of consumers see spending their money with unethical companies. President Heisinghauer says the supreme quality for leadership is unquestionably integrity. Without it, 
no real success is possible. Opera defies integrity as doing the right thing, knowing that nobody is going to know whether you did it or not. To maintain your integrity, be honest, don't exaggerate, be accountable to others, conduct self-audit, ask for feedback, don't be afraid to admit your mistake. So today we ask you, what accountability mechanism have you put in place to maintain your integrity? Hi, this is Albert and I have some great news for you. Join us for the Springboard Roadshow Virtual Convocation, the 2021 Quarter 2 edition. It's live on Thursday, the 10th of June from 10 a.m. till 12 noon. We'll continue to explore our theme of repositioning with a focus on helping young people navigate their way through COVID-19 and find opportunities in this space. We'll be joined by our keynote speaker, Salom Adadiwo, CEO of MTN, and our guest mentor for this edition, Ken Ofuriata, Finance Minister. If you're a young person aged between 18 and 35, join your colleagues from all over the world on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all our various online platforms, as well as TV or radio, as we explore the future of young people, especially in the light of this pandemic. Springboard is brought to you by the Springboard Racial Foundation in partnership with MTN Pulse, UMB Bank, the Enterprise Group, Media Partners, the Multimedia Group, and the Graphic Communications Group. Make a date on the 10th of June, 10 a.m. till 12 noon online. God bless you. See you there. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. be left out. Download the MTN Pulse app from the App Store or Play Store to mash up all day every day. You can also enjoy more mashup. Just buy the new Mega Bundle and get 3 gigabytes data, extra 400 megabytes for your social apps and free MTN to MTN calls every Monday. So just go ahead. Feel the pulse on MTN Pulse. Just be. We're good together everywhere you go. From football fan. Go! To football star. At Enterprise, we take care of life's uncertainties so you're free to make your dreams a reality. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your advantage. UMB was established in 1972 as the premier bank for the corporate and private sector in Ghana. From our very beginning, as the only Ghanaian bank serving all categories of businesses, we set a standard for excellence and innovation over the past 45 years. We've built a financially healthy and strong bank, demonstrated our commitment to our customers and to growing businesses, and exhibited originality and innovation at every turn. At UMB, our focus is built around people, service, products, and technology, these are the key to our present success and our future triumphs. At UMB, we're poised to make a difference not only with our customers, but also in the banking industry. We invite you to share in our future. 
Our future starts now with you. From tabletop trader to supermarket owner. At Enterprise, we take care of life's uncertainties so you're free to make your dreams a reality. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your advantage. Welcome back to Springboard, your virtual university brought to you by the Springboard Racial Foundation in partnership with the Multimedia Group and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse, the enterprise group UMB Bank, with support from the graphic business. This is a discussion about my top 10, the eighth installment in the series, and I'm sure that many of you are collating the thoughts of our various guests that have come in and Adiki sharing some very interesting insights with us today. Please write them down and on social media, let's engage about which one is your favorite. I'm always very curious about which of them is connecting with you. If you had your own list of top 10, which of these would feature in that list? For the benefit of those who just joined us, she's talked about vision, values, resilience, change, and lifelong learning. Before going to the break, Nicole was talking about integrity. Mm-hmm. And I realized that it featured in your list under your values. Yeah. And her prescription in the data skin segment, especially the one about being willing to take feedback, was under humility as described yeah. in your earlier point. Did it resonate with you? It did. It did. And I think it's, it's critical if you want to be successful in life. It's important. Right. And you define integrity as respect, honesty, and trust. Trust. I like the part about trust because I, I subscribe to Tivin Kobe's book on the speed of trust mm-hmm. that says that when people trust you, the cost of doing business with you is lower and the speed of doing business is faster. Yes. Things get done quickly when people trust you and the cost is also lower mm-hmm. because a lot of the requirements and impediments can be waived because they are confident in what you can deliver and that can be profitable in the long run. I guess it's a sustainable way of doing business. <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right. So everything, everything is sustainable yeah. when it comes to the key. Let's go to your principle number six. So principle number six is emotional intelligence. Wow. Emotional intelligence. And I said I've seen people who've not been able to progress their careers because emotionally they've not been intelligent. So emotional intelligence, one, how you able to manage your, your emotions and that of others, self-control. So you have a boss or your, your pastor or your friend has done something, hurts you, and then you, you're able to control yourself. So it's in your office. And I'm so angry. I don't care that's my boss. I want to talk to my boss anyhow. But that's your boss. And that's the person going to determine whether you progress or not. So you do that and an opportunity comes. Do you think that you're going to be given the opportunity as a, a, a leader who will be able to manage him or herself in the midst of when people are misbehaving? So emotional intelligence is important, your ability to manage your emotions, self-control, and then self-motivation. Sometimes, I mean, a lot of times I hear people talk, oh, Adiki, I want to be like you. I want to, the next breath is... And, and they are not paying me well. So you ask the person to do something, but I mean, the, I mean, are you going to add more pay? So you add more pay before I do. But I tell people that don't look at the extrinsic. Don't look, I mean, research has shown that, I mean, no matter how much you are paid, you are never going to be satisfied. I, I mean, I, do, I, I, I still don't feel that I have enough pay. So you are never going to have enough oh, pay. Oh, please don't, don't say that. You never will. will. So just motivate yourself. And that motivation then means that you put in the discretionary effort. You go the extra mile. And it's that discretionary effort that builds experience. And that makes you shine so the people know, though, this is the person I want on my team. Everybody wants the person who will be willing to stay in after five when there's work to do to take it along. Everybody wants the person who, when things are difficult, is willing to come in weekends and is not looking for money. So discretionary effort is important. That's self-motivation. I'll say being empathetic. So how do, you, and how do you understand what people are worried about, care about others? Life is not only about you. You work with people, recognize them, understand what their challenges are, try to help them solve their problem, show that you care. And that's what you spoke about, trust. When I know you care about me, I trust you and I'm willing to go the extra mile for you. And then network. 
network you you get to know about what's going on the jobs that have come up when you're networking with friends and you're going for events and meeting people and tell letting them know who you are so when opportunities come they remember you and reach out to you and so this something has come are you interested so that's the sixth one then the seventh one is one that is critical so you can see that each one builds on the other right the seventh one is leadership so before you go to leadership you're seeing that emotional intelligence you will premise it on a few pillars self-control self-motivation empathy and you added network network yeah powerful okay let's go to leadership so leadership and who is a leader i mean every time i i talk to people and i say oh we are leaders oh no, no i'm not a leader you are the vice president yeah that's your opinion you are the leader and i say a leader is not about my position it's my ability to know that this is where we want to go and then I'm able to take people along with me to be able to meet that. And so we are all leaders where we sit. If you're a cleaner, you're a leader in your space because you have to bring people along to know that, oh, the littering, my, the environment, that's not going to make it clean or make my work difficult. For the junior staff who thinks that, oh, I'm not, or the senior staff who thinks I'm not the manager, you may have people that you work with. You are working with a team, you work in teams. How are you able to motivate the rest of your teammates to be able to go ahead to do the work that needs to be done? Then if you come to people like you or people like me who are leaders, we have to give, I mean, we have to give the vision for where we want to go, the direction, and then be able to motivate people, inspire people to be able to follow us to go where we want them to go. So, I mean, leadership is, for me, it's really important. If you're not able to motivate people, it doesn't matter, or drive them where you want to. We can have all the great ideas, but you're not going to achieve anything. And then you have to, a leader always has, the, has to have the courage to be different. You have to be different. And, a lead, and I tell people that leadership is not walking the park. You have to take hard decisions. And hard decision is not personal. It's about what is in the interest of the, I mean, the, the larger population, the larger business, not about me. So the greater good. And then I Let me ask you a question. Yeah. You, you hold a position that typically will be held by people who are either older, um, older than you. Mm -hmm. You may sometimes sit, and I'm not using, using you, you as a person alone, you may sometimes sit in, uh, on a management team. You probably are the only Ghanaian or a couple of Ghanaians and, and other nationals, Caucasians, etc. What happens when people struggle to take the leadership role you hold because you either are too young, they see you as too young, or they see you as from a particular nationality or even a particular gender? How do you, how do you deal with people who struggle to accept your leadership because of a certain mindset that they have? How do you deal with it? So there are a couple of things that I'll say. One, if you're a leader, you have to know what you're about. You have to be a subject matter expert. So if you're a subject matter expert, you know your, that's what I was talking about, lifelong learning. You know, you know your stuff and you know what needs to be done. So when I'm talking, it's not about who, what I look like or because I'm a female or because I'm black. Because I tell people that I may be female, I may be black. Important is that we have brains and everybody has brains no matter your, your color or your, your gender. So I'm intelligent, I'm, an able, I'm, I'm a subject matter expert, and I'm able to make decisions and come up with strategy that helps the company to achieve its goals. So I mean, it, it goes, you are no longer looking at me as a black or me as a, as a woman, because my, my performance and my ability to deliver speaks for itself. So then it gets to a point, you have to, you have to go beyond that. If you want to succeed or you want your company to go on. But unfortunately, in Newman, I haven't really encountered that because Newman has a value of inclusion. And I always tell people that Newman is a very ethical, it's like an NGO, despite the fact that it's a mining, it's a very principled organization. So I haven't had that, that experience. And even if I'd had, people know better that I'm the last person you want to try that, that, that game with. Because I, oh, I don't you're tired of using your shamar with me. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and I, I challenge the status quo every time. As a leader, challenge the status quo. It's back again about what you're saying about the life of the nature of work. Work is changing. So you cannot always do things the same way. People's I mean, interests, the psychographics change. So demographics change. So 
I'm in my 50s now, the people who are in their 20s, the way they look at things are totally different. So I should be able to challenge the status quo so we're always doing things differently and evolving. But you have to be able to do that in a respectful manner so that you take people along with you. So that's Excellent. Yeah, so that's, that's number, number seven. Say, yeah. Number eight, we carve a niche for yourself. Right. Why is that important? Who are you and what are you known for? So if you talk about communications, I know my name will come up as somebody who's unexpected in that area. Because I, I didn't come by just sitting there, but by making the conscious effort, learning, build, becoming a subject matter expert. So come and need for yourself. So are you smart? You, known, you want to be known as somebody who is smart, somebody who works hard, somebody who focuses on excellence, somebody who drives to ensure that, I mean, um, goals and strategies are met. And then somebody who, who, who is a performer. And then you also have to believe in yourself that you're able to do. That will be the eighth. The eighth. The ninth, the, the ninth then will be make relevant and meaningful impact. And then you spoke about the leadership and where you sit and whether people listen to you. When you're making meaningful and relevant impact, then people begin to listen to you. But also, you're doing well. How are you role modeling and mentoring and coaching to help the next generation of people or the people below you to come up? So you have to make impact. It's always about yourself. I mean, look beyond yourself to think about those around you and what you're doing to help them also achieve their goals and their desires, and then they are willing to help you. So I'd say that, I mean, leave a legacy, leave a mark wherever you go so that people remember you for what you've been able to do for them. And then give back. I mean, when you, you get give back. So, you know, I'm, I'm an introvert, and people get surprised, but I am an introvert. I don't like public speaking. I don't like it, but I just, do. Just like me. Yeah, I do it because you have to help others. You've been able to go through. You, you don't have to let people go through the challenges that you want to. You want to help them to, to come up. So you have to do that. And then lastly, I'll say well-being, your well-being. Think about your well-being. It's important. If you're doing all this and you don't care about yourself physically, mentally, spiritually, you're going to crash. And then, I mean, the vision that you had, the, the impact that you want to make, the leadership and what people are looking up to, you don't get. So, your men, I mean, do your, I mean, medicals, eating well, exercising so that you stay alive and you stay healthy and your brains remain sharp, making sure that you are, I mean, mentally challenging yourself. I mean, because mental health these days have become a big issue. One thing I was surprised to learn is that one in every four persons have mental issues. So how are you building yourself mentally? And then, I mean, spiritually, I'm, I'm a Christian and my faith is what anchors me. So no matter what, what, what challenges I go through, it's my faith that lets me know that, you know, if I read the word of God and I walk according to his word, even though I go through challenges, you know, things work. So Psalm 23, something that, you know, I, I focus on. So my faith is important to me because it anchors me. And when I'm going through the I mean, life challenges, it lets me know that, there are trials, but I mean, God has given me trials that I can sustain. And then when the time is right, he'll take me to the next level. And once I know that, then when I, those issues come, I don't fret too much. Springboard of Virtual University, my top 10 with Adikia ATV, Vice President of Newmont Corporation in charge of sustainability and external relations. She's just shared her second five with us. And these have been emotional intelligence, leadership, carve a niche for yourself, make relevant and meaningful impact, and then well-being, which is in reality sustainability. <laughs> Adiki, let me find out from you. Mm -hmm. Is it easier at the bottom, in the middle, or at the top of the management ladder? Nowhere is easy. I mean, let me put this way, nowhere cool. Mm. Because, I mean, when people, I mean, sit at the bottom, they, I mean, it's like we all started from somewhere. And when we were, we, we thought life was so difficult. Things, I mean, we couldn't make it. I mean, you're looking at your friends progressing and saying, is this how I'm, I'm going to do? Or things are not working out. So then you go, then you think, that, oh, if you, I become um, a manager, or things will become, then you become a manager, realize, oh, now you have responsibilities. You have targets you need to meet. People are looking up to you. Then you become the leader, and now the whole organization is sitting under you. So you know that if you don't drive the organization and the organization fails, you're taking down a lot of people. So no matter where you sit, it's not easy. But I would say that, as they say, the higher, and I tell people, the higher you go, 
It's not the cooler it becomes as science is. The higher you go, the hotter it is. Because things are now on your shoulder. And if you don't perform, and if you don't help the organization or your institution to meet its goals, or even people who are looking after your role modeling, if you do the wrong thing, I mean, you, you, you kill people's, I mean, I mean, people's love, their hopes. And then, so a whole generation you've destroyed because you haven't, I mean, been, I mean, led a life of integrity, you haven't respected people, or you haven't even taken good care of your organization and it's collapsed. So I think at the top it's hotter. But everywhere you are in the ladder, nowhere cool. Nowhere cool. Nowhere cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out about, about you, you mentioned the passion for significance or legacy mm-hmm. or leaving an impact in the lives of other people being the motivation for a lot of what you do. Listening today are several, several young people desiring to achieve their own aspirations. With your experience and your accomplishments and your learnings, what would you... This generation has several assets and also several unique challenges. Mm -hmm. What would be the the one thing that you'd be very keen to share with somebody starting their journey just so they don't make the mistakes you made and rise faster than, than you have risen? What, what would it be? I think one thing I'd say is that, um, have, have, and I, I spoke about that one, the first principle about have a goal. Where do, you, where, do you want, where do you want to be? And know that you go through issues, you go through challenges, but don't let that hold you back. And there'll be people who would say, oh, you can't do it. Listen to the naysayers and say, oh, thank you. Yeah, you've given me insight that I should use to improve myself. But the challenges will come. But look at people ahead of you and listen to how the, the issues that they've gone through and how they've been able to make it, to know that no matter what you're going through, it is only for, for a season. Once you focus that you're learning and you're giving your best and going the extra mile and you have an anchor, it's going to work out. Just be patient. I mean, the road is it's, it's different for different people. Somebody can achieve it in three years. Somebody can achieve it in 10 years. Somebody will get it in 20 years. But we all will get there. Let me stay with this same team and expand it beyond the individual mm-hmm. to the society that we are in. You said some would achieve it in three years. Some would achieve it in five years. Some would get there in 20 years. Let's talk about our nation. Mm-hmm. Many of us want to see things get better. In the course of the conversation, we can get impatient. And from where you sit, having done advocacy, community engagement, what would you like to see Ghana in the next 10 years? I'd like to see um, a nation where we're creating I mean, job opportunities for people. A nation where people know that they can, on their own, do something and be able to make so life is not always about being in the office i mean i look back and look at the young ones and see that people work in the in the office and everybody has a gig going on and i get on instagram and i get sure i'm like our time i never thought that i could work and still probably i love cooking that could have used my cooking to have end extra extra income so it's yet that i would like to see a nation where jobs are being created but an, a nation where we we all and people of integrity and that we do the right thing so this time the indiscipline Honestly, shocks me to no end. I mean, you drive on the roads and everyone, I mean, these cars are coming at you. It doesn't matter whether it's the, the motorbike or it's the V8 or it's the, it's the um, Totokwa and small car. These days, the Hyundai, those small cars. Everybody's, it's that lawlessness race. And I worry a lot about that because my things are 10 years. But what are we going to leave for this country? So we all have a role to play. It doesn't matter how little. I mean, government is by the people and for the people and with the people. So we are all the government. We all have a role to play in our little ways. How are we making sure that we are all doing the right thing? We are all not paying bribes. We are all living life of integrity. We are all being honest. We are all giving in our best. When we go to work, we don't go to work at 10 and close at 4. But I expect to be paid full salary. If we all contribute and pay up, I think in ten years we we'll see a different Ghana. Which our leaders have the honours to set the tone and role model and give the example. But we can also drive change from the bottom. So we all have to play our role to change the Ghana that we complain about these days. I want to come back to to the young people because my final comment is about Springboard Roadshow. We've done this for 
15 years, traveled around the country so many times, gone to Gambia, gone to Nigeria, had springboard in different forms and shapes. And this year we have the pleasure and the honor of doing springboard virtually. And we are excited about the fact that this Thursday we are converging virtually. That means that wherever, yeah, wherever you, you are, can reach more people. wherever more you people. are in the world, rich, mm -hmm. poor, Dark, old, fair, young. old, young. <laughs> there are some old people who have, have made themselves constant at these, and now there's no barrier because they won't come to the young people look at them and say, What are you doing here? <laughs> now you can participate virtually, and we are just inviting you. Let's make it a big, big virtual convocation this Thursday, the 10th of June. Just get ready, and at 10 o'clock, let's just converge, and we have a special treat for you. Our keynote speaker, Selom Adadivo. The last time Selom spoke at the convocation, he had me spellbound. I just looked at the guy for the whole period he was talking, and I was like, wow, that was just sweet. And Selom will be back this time once again as keynote speaker at the convocation. Our guest of honor, Ken Ofuriata, the Minister of Finance, will be helping us to understand what opportunities are there for young people as we navigate our way post-COVID. So if you're a young person, 8 to 35, wherever you are, this Thursday, just make a date with us at the convocation. There'll be music, spoken word, all the fun, but very importantly, important learnings to help us move forward after this amazing year that we have had. Very interesting year or very unprecedented in its outlook. Adiki, to close today, what will be your your parting message especially to our young people as they navigate their way forward my party message will be that um life will throw you uh, will throw you knocks but don't let that put you down put in your best effort get up dust yourself know that nothing is impossible and that if you you're focused and you're committed and you have a vision you will also make it. I almost said amen to that because of the look in your eyes. Thank you so much, Adikia Itemi, for joining us for this conversation and for sharing your top 10 principles. And for all of you listening out there, I will always end on this note. Here's her top 10. Just tell me which one is your favorite and let's have this conversation big time on social media. Number one, vision, purpose, and goal. Have a vision, a purpose, and a goal for your life. Number two, have a set of values that govern your life. Number three, resilience. Number four, embrace change. Number five, lifelong learning. Number six, emotional intelligence. Number seven, leadership. Number eight, carve a niche for yourself. Be unique in what you do. Number nine, make relevant and meaningful impact. And number 10, preserve yourself. Well-being, spiritual, physical, and mental. Thank you very much, Adiki. Pleasure. And God bless you. So on behalf of MTN Pulse, UMB Bank, the Enterprise Group, Multimedia Group, and the Graphic Business, my name is Albert Okran, and Team Springboard saying God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. We are out.
tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.